NBA Summer League did wrap up. It was tremendous, as usual. Our guy John Hollinger over at The Athletic does a tremendous job. He put out an article. It was really good. The worst of Vegas Summer League from the Hornets' woes to the Lakers' drafties. And there was some really good stuff in here. And let's actually start with some of this because win totals are out right now. And if you're looking to tie up some money in the NBA, I think that you could probably beat the market on a couple of these. Let's start with Charlotte's depressing summer. So the Hornets show up with Summer League, he says, with eight roster players or draft picks. They go one and six with a minus 55-point differential. So if you were betting the Hornets in the Summer League, ah, oh, you're broke, probably living under the bridge somewhere. They had a PER. Like, no Hornet had a PER above 16 for the summer. Now, we only saw Brandon Miller a little bit. He struggled to make threes, which is Michael Jordan even was joking with him. We think joking, and he said, you're just a shooter, a uh, decent defender. But in summer league, he was only 10 of 32 from three. The Hornets lost all five games. Do you think that they made the right decision going with the smart pick and Brandon Miller? Or do you think they should have taken Scoot, who has the higher ceiling? You know, Scoot obviously... Uh, looked a little bit better, I would say. I think they were in a tough spot because I think Scoot's going to be the better player, but I don't think Scoot and Lonzo would have been a good match together, right? Like, I think Brandon Miller and Lonzo are a good pairing together, but I think Scoot's going to be the better player. That's who I would have taken. Um, look, as you know, Ryan, I watched every college game that Brandon Miller played. I think he is a bigger taller, more athletic buddy heel. Like, that's who he reminded me of in college. Excellent shooter, off the dribble, around screens. The only difference is that he, he can just do things athletically that Buddy Heal just couldn't even dream of doing. And he's also a very good defender. Yeah. Um, but I just, I like Scoot's athleticism in the NBA game. I like him more so in an open floor. Brandon Miller in college, man, like you watch him against really good defensive teams. You watch him against San Diego State in the NCAA tournament. You watch him against Houston. You watch him against Tennessee, UConn. Like when he played teams that were very good defensively, they would really take him out of games. And that was my problem with him. Um, now, when he wanted to take over, when he had that mindset, he was tremendous. But he too often he didn't have that takeover mindset. So yeah. I would have gone Scoot. I'm interested to see how the match works with Lonzo and Charlotte. Yeah, now Scoot only played 21 minutes. He had a shoulder injury but looked pretty good in this limited time. And then you look at, like, Charlotte. Their win total going into the season, 31.5 right now over at BetMGM. It's minus 125 to the over. It's plus money to the under, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Brandon Miller to win Rookie of the Year, better than 9-1 to odds, plus 950. I would not play that. My problem with the Hornets is the same problem I've had with the Hornets the last couple of years, even when they went to the play-in uh, two years ago now, three years ago now, is they don't play any defense. And in this article, Hollinger goes on to say that their issues extend further down the roster. James Booknight, Nick Smith, pretty much the same kind of players. And he brings up Nick Smith, and he had that breakout game against Portland in the Summer League, 33 points, but brings up how he looks lost on defense. And that's the problem, really, for that whole roster. Like, I like uh, LaMelo Ball, especially on the offensive end, but defensively, the Hornets just don't play a whole lot of defense, man. So I would actually lean under and take the plus money if I was going to tie up some market in Charlotte. I would, Charlotte, I yep. would not touch Brandon Miller. Let's Agreed. Go, let's go on and talk a little bit about the Detroit Pistons because, you know, like last year... I thought they were an under-the-radar team because two years ago when Cade Cunningham was a rookie, remember the second half of the season? They were one of the better teams against the number. They were winning games they had no business being in. They had a nice, decent young roster, but now I don't know what to do with them. Their win total, one of the lowest in the league at 27.5. It's even money to the over. It's minus 120 to the under. 
And Hollinger goes on to say in this piece that they showed up to Summer League with five possible rotation players in the lineup that looked better as they started removing them from action. He brings up Jalen Duran and James Wiseman, their new front court pairing, and he calls it a hot mess. Uh, he said Detroit tried to shoehorn Duran into the power forward spot to accommodate playing Wiseman at center with predictable results in their spacing. Just rips into their defense. I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell Detroit's doing here, but um, I love Jaden Ivey. I was comparing him to Derrick Rose, maybe like an Allen Iverson-type player. I like Cade Cunningham, but I don't like the Pistons roster, and I don't really know what they're doing. You know, we thought maybe a couple years ago they had a shot at landing DeAndre Ayton in a trade, probably yeah. for the best that they didn't. I don't know that I would go under 27.5 because it's the NBA, but I don't think I'm going over on Detroit. There's just a college all-star team that doesn't feel yeah. like they mesh. You know what I mean? Like, they got a bunch of big names. You mentioned them, Cade and Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. Like, they have dudes who are stars at the college games, lottery picks, but they just didn't mesh last year. They had a bunch of injuries. They really weren't able to gel. This win total feels a little low, which tells me that maybe the under is the right play because Detroit was so bad last year, and it looks like Cade's going to be okay for this season, which does help him out, but I don't know, man. You know, the thing that works for Detroit is that they're going to be the team that a lot of the good teams load manage against, right? Like, they're not going to play their stars against Detroit, which could help them out. I, I don't know. I'm not touching the Pistons, man. I, I just... This is a pass for me. I would probably lean under, but I don't really have a good feeling about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, who knows? And it's only summer league, right? Like, mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to overreact to any of this. One thing I would overreact to or be at least a little nervous about would be being an Atlanta fan coming into the season because the Hawks a couple years ago, I thought they were the team on the rise. They upset Philadelphia. They go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And realistically, I thought they had a shot to win that series because, remember, Giannis didn't play the final two games. They beat the Hawks without him because Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton went off. Mm -hmm. And Trey Young was dinged up in that series. But I like Kobe Bufkin. But, man, I don't know. I mean, it's only summer league, but he couldn't hit a shot to save his life. He was 4 for 29 from 3. So he's going to have to improve as a shooter, Hollinger obviously says. Um, I don't know if I like that fit. He's plus 5,000 for Rookie of the Year. Their win total is 42.5. It's minus 125 to the over. Even if Bufkin doesn't end up being the real deal, I think I'd go over on Atlanta this year. I think they're a 44-45 win team. You know, I mean, they improve. Uh, actually, midseason, they hire a new coach. Yeah. You know, and Quinn uh, Snyder, sure. Quinn Snyder's there. I do like Quinn Snyder. Uh, I don't know if he's, like, good enough to take him to the NBA Finals or anything like that. Right. I don't know about Trey Young. I mean, he's a really good playmaker. He's not the three-point shooter we thought that he was going to be coming out of Oklahoma, but he's he's a superstar. Like, he's going to give you double-digit assists a game. Um, I'd probably go over on Atlanta, even though they didn't finally move on from John Collins. Yeah, 42-and-a-half feels about right, and I don't know if I want to lay that juice for the over. I don't know. I think Atlanta's going to be a pass for me. Atlanta's just the kind of team that, you know, they're a great, like, fantasy team. You want to have players on your fantasy basketball team with them because they're going to score a lot of points. They staff they uh they stuff the stat sheet, but I, it it's a pass for me. You know some of these yeah. Eastern Conference teams, like we've talked about three of them: Charlotte, Detroit, and Atlanta. Ryan, it's really hard to know. I mean, the top of the East is really good, right? Obviously, you got Boston, you got uh Milwaukee, you got Miami, Philly should be pretty good. After those four teams, you got some okay teams like the Knicks and the Cavs who feel like they're a piece away, and then after that, you just got to bunch of like unknowns i don't know what the raptors are going to be this season i don't know what atlanta's going to be this season yeah i don't know what brooklyn's going to be this season like you got those kind of teams so atlanta's going to be another pass for me 
Yeah, same here. Uh, one guy that I was actually pretty impressed with. So I'm pretty high on the Orlando Magic coming into the season. Yeah, I like them. Last year, I did take them to win the conference, which, you know, I mean, just because of the value, it was 150-1. to 1, So I figured I'd take a shot with a young team. But this year, I do like their win total. I actually love their win total. The problem is 35.5 wins for the Magic is now heavily juiced, minus 140. The under is plus 115. So you're getting better than even money if you want to go under on Orlando. But the East is weak. Every team we've talked about the last two and a half, three weeks is from the Western Conference. And Anthony Black actually looked pretty good. He was the six-pack pick in the draft. They have a bunch of guards. I don't know you know, what Jalen Suggs ends up being. Mm-hmm. But he was really good defensively. He played three games for the Magic. You know, the offense, that's a work in progress, as Hollinger says in this athletic article. You know, lack of shooting. He's not great off the dribble. He was 13-32 only from the field. Had 12 assists, 12 turnovers. But he did look pretty solid defensively, and I think that's what Orlando needs, man. I'm still going over on the Magic. I don't even know how many minutes Anthony Black's going to have to play as a rookie, to be honest, because I like their backcourt. Yeah, uh, Anthony Black is really good perimeter defender, so I like uh, I like that pickup for the Magic. They need a little bit more defense. I really liked him in Arkansas. Nick Smith, I just was not a fan of. No. I thought Black was the reason Arkansas was able to make the tournament, have the season that they did. I'm with you, though, on Orlando. I like them. I think they're going to have a uh, a good season this year. They got a lot of young talent. And Paolo Bancaro won Rookie of the Year last year, Ryan, and I don't think we're even talking about him enough. Like I think he's better than what people think he is. So I'm high on the Magic, and I would take their over. Oh, man. Tampa just yeah, tied the game 3 all. That's not good for the under. No, it's not good. I know how this ends. We go to extras tied at three, and it ends up 13-12 to with a walk-off shot. Happened to me a couple weeks ago with the Reds. Twice in the same week, actually. I hate playing And I hate this for Baltimore. Now Franco's up, and uh, there's a runner in scoring position on second. No outs, too. In the bottom of the seventh, we had a three-one game. Yeah, they shouldn't. They should have pulled. for one minute. They should have pulled Gibson. They should have brought in a reliever to start the seventh. Tampa gets a single. And then they get a bunt single. Now, ah! oh. All right, now they get an out. <laughs> that great radio so, right there. Hopefully out, it's out three, one. They, yeah, one exactly. Out. The way Gunner was looking for the yeah, ball. I didn't think he could locate no. it. thought he was going to pull a Brent Brown. You're probably too young for that. And you don't care about the Cubs. Uh, speaking of the Cubs, they're down one nothing to the Cardinals. Big surprise. Runners on the corners, only one away. Marcus Stroman, 2-2 count here to Newt Bar. And uh, the Cardinals looking for some insurance runs early here. Top of the second, though. I did bet the Cubs tonight. Not great. Some other takeaways from NBA Summer League. Jordan Hawkins, who was the 14th pick, only 9 of 36 from three, which surprised me a little bit. I actually like the Jordan Hawkins pick up, and, and I think he'll be fine. You know, I try not to overreact to Summer League. Uh, we did that like night one with Wemby. Then mm-hmm. night two, he looked great, even though he missed some free throws. Right. It's kind of like even in the NFL, like preseason and training camp with some of these rookies. Two years ago, three years ago now, Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football. Everybody said the ball was too big for him. He wasn't used to the NFL balls. He wouldn't be able to adjust. And then, you know, now he's one of the best receivers in the league. So I'm sure that, you know, Jordan Hawkins will do just fine. But 9 of 36 from three. Uh, some other things that happened at Summer League. Cason Wallace. You look what he did. You know, the opening game for the Thunder against Dallas looked pretty good. He hit six threes in the opening game. But then after that, he only made uh, six two-point baskets in five games. And he finished up the summer league at 34% shooting from the field with 13 assists against 14 turnovers. The toughest part about summer league is, I mean, you're going to see guys turn the basketball over because it's like a glorified LA fitness game. Right. And, like, there's no, uh, you, there's unlimited fouls. So That's true. You know, it, it's it's kind of like tough to get a good read yeah, because guys is. are just hacking away. Like the first game for Charlotte, Brandon Miller had like twelve fouls in that game. 
So why is that? Like, why don't they? No clue. Keep track of fouls. No makes clue. Absolutely. Well, no what are you sense. gonna do? Like, foul a guy out? That wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, you should. If I go, if I go to Let Vegas, learn. if I go to Vegas for one reason and one reason only, it's definitely not NBA Summer League. But if I am going only for the Summer League, I want to see Brandon Miller. I want to see Scoot Henderson, and I want to see Wemby. I don't want to see them pick up three early fouls and then go to the bench with like three minutes to go in the first quarter. They gotta learn. They gotta learn. You ain't wrong on that. They though. gotta learn.